one. I'm TJ. And I'm Will. And this is Real Talk, Talk Sports. Sports. A lot going on in sports. College football is now over. Ball games coming up. NFL still roaring. Big games to talk about. Starting off with Gardner-Webb Sports. Men's basketball lost to Auburn 80-55. to They are 3-7 and seven on the year. They will take on Maryland on December 9th. All right. Wait, if tomorrow. Yep. With that being said... They're undefeated at home with the teams they played, but 0-5 away. What's one way they can improve to win on the road, especially against a team like Maryland? Well, Maryland's obviously one of the top basketball uh, teams. Uh, maybe a, a bit of an overlooked uh, one as well. Uh, but uh, men's basketball just needs to, uh, from what I've seen when we played USC Upstate, uh, first half they've just been making so many uh, bat- so many long shots. Uh, like they've been wanting to get threes left and right, but that has been costing them. And they almost uh, blew it against uh, the Spartans. Luckily, they pulled it away and had a huge win. But uh, ever since, uh, they just need to, to uh, take their time with the clock because uh, they just uh, rush it down the court like crazy, and that's just gonna cost them. Uh, yeah, their three-point percentage is really down this year. That's one thing they need to work on. They also need to work on rebounding. They've not rebounded the ball well, especially in away games. That's been costly for them. Women, however, women's basketball are 6-2. They play Davidson, they, who is is 3-6. Women are looking really, really impressive here lately. As a matter of fact, hold on, wait, as soon as I pull it up. Yep. So, let's see. If they, play, they beat Wofford. After Davidson, they'll play Mount St. Mary then Western Carolina, then Converse College, and that is when they'll enter the conference play. With that being said, women look pretty good, Will. So do you have a lot of expectations for them going into the Big South Conference? Uh, I think they've uh, been improving uh, when it comes to who they've uh, been. Um, besides that one game against Central Florida where they've been making terrible passes, uh, is, uh, and um, I think that they've been uh, doing really well. Uh, um yeah, I have a, do have high expectations. I actually do think that uh, the women's basketball team could make a, a deep run into the uh, conference tournament uh, should they get in. Yeah, I think so, too, and it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, like I said, we've been talking about them lately. The Mount St. Mary's one's going to be a good one. I think Western will be tough. I think they'll win that one, though. Converse will be an easy win. So the, as they enter conference play, they're going to play High Point, then Radford, then Logwood, and then Liberty, and it goes on. Liberty's going to be tough. If they can beat a team like Liberty, they've got themselves a good start with them there. Of course, wrestling going 0-4 for Gardner-Webb Sports, struggling tremendously. Their next match won't be until after Christmas break. Okay. With that being said, going to basketball, South Carolina State's Ty Voris Solomon was released from Wake Med yesterday after having a heart failure against NC State the other Saturday. He's been in the hospital here at Wake Med in Raleigh since then, so... I don't know if you heard about that, Will, where the basketball player for South Carolina State... I actually uh, did hear about this. Uh, my dad actually uh, told me about do this, and I actually thought that this was scary. But it's a little bit... Uh, you can... Uh, I'm not uh, trying to sound uh, bad or anything, but you could probably expect something like this, because sports like basketball take a lot out of you, because uh, yeah. you're, you're running down on the court uh, almost the entire game, except when you're on uh, the bench. So you just have to be prepared that you're in uh, great shape uh, uh, for, for this sort of stuff. And I'm just uh, thank- thankfully that uh, this guy is okay. Yes, he actually ended up, he actually went to um, 
their um, game against Brevard College for like 15 minutes. They were they allowed him to get released and go over there. And they said that he's still got a long way to go. They don't know whether he'll play again. They're not sure. But right now, according to Coach Garvin, he said, right now we just want him to be healthy and live the best life possible. We also really do want to thank everyone for their support and prayers. We appreciate everything. Scary moment. Hope everything goes well with him. And with that being said, UCLA cancels their game against Montana due to the wildfires in California that broke out in Beverly Hills, and it's it's terrifying sights. There have been pictures and videos of it. It's a bit terrifying sight. With that being said, how do you how bad do you think this wildfires will affect basketball games and even pro sports on the on the side of California? Down well, the West Coast? obviously the wildfires are a big part in Cal play a big part in California. <coughs> Sadly, they're, they're kind of common uh, there. Uh, but, you know, they have to take priorities as to what's uh, more important. The safety of everybody definitely. is definitely more important than a basketball game. Of course. And it's funny how Mother Nature's messing with a lot of um, with sports this year. You know, they affected a lot of college football teams, especially down in Florida and Texas with Hurricane Irma and Hurricane Harvey. And also hurri the hurricane when the tra Hurricane um, Irma traveled up coast and actually forced a couple of games to be canceled while others played in it. And the snowstorms that have hit. So it's going to be interesting. To, it's funny to see. That, it's actually not funny, but it's crazy how a lot of how we've seen a lot of cancellation games because of crazy happenings with Mother Nature. With that being said, the last thing Lavar Ball said: Leangelo and Lamelo have signed with an agent to play overseas. First off, who cares? Second and foremost, it's like it's like Stephen A. say: Who cares? What? It's good to. These two players, including Leangelo, who got in trouble in China for shoplifting, yes, is leaving UCLA. So Lavar's basically taking his sons out, taking his son out of a good program, and putting him overseas to play, so he can come back and play in the NBA. What do you think? First off, why should people care about this? Well, and second and foremost, is that even a good idea to do that to your sons? Take them out of school and send them overseas? Well, I think uh, the thing is that. Uh... LeVar didn't think that uh, LiAngelo was getting enough playing time, but is he, he's a freshman, right? Correct. Okay, you can't really expect to uh, start when you're a freshman. Uh, it's like uh, you're going to play in your very your first game as a freshman. Uh, it's really rare. And uh, first off, uh, his sons uh, should have just taken responsibility uh, for what, what he uh, did uh, over in China. And another thing is, why take him out of school? He lit the first thing he did, like two weeks ago. He took his son, uh, his third son, Lamelo, out of high school, so he could train him every day. Then he takes Leangelo Hall. He gets into a big debate with Donald Trump over, because these two decided to argue about his Lavar Ball's son coming home and how Donald Trump wanted Lavar to say thank you because in saying that he didn't have to do it. With that being said, and it's, in, I was just going to say, in all honesty, I really think that an education is more important than playing basketball. Same here, honestly. I mean, what happens if your basketball career fails? What education yeah. will you have to back it up? Nothing. Exactly. I mean, LeVar Ball should understand that. He didn't have much of a basketball career. No. But anyway, I mean, to me, the ball, the, the ball, the ball, LeVar Ball is overrated. This man just loves to run his mouth, and honestly, the only one I'm focused on right now is LeVar Ball, because he plays for the Lakers. You mean Lonzo Ball? Lonzo, sorry. <laughs> That's what I meant to say. I'm getting confused. 
With that being said, Saint basketball picks. Saint John's eight and one takes on number sixteen Arizona State, who is eight and zero so far this season. Who wins this one? Will I'm going to go with Arizona State. Uh, I've looked at their last five games; they have uh, just dominated the competition. Only team that they barely beat was Kansas State, which is a bit of a sleeper team. Uh, as for uh, or, uh, uh, Saint John's, their last win was against uh, Grand Canyon, uh, and uh, no. Arizona State would put up like 92 points per game, so obviously they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. I'll uh-huh. go with the Sun Devils. I'm going to go with St. John's in an upset. I really, I Ooh. think that Arizona State, yes, they average 92 points a game, but St. John's defense, I've watched a game with them. Their defense is incredible, and it's definitely something to watch. I think that'll be the big factor in this game, and I think St. John wins it in an upset. USC, number 25 ranked, has lost two straight games in a row. They take on 6-1 Oklahoma. Who wins this one, Will? I'll go with the, the uh, Sooners. They have won four games in a row. Uh, USC trying to recover after the two-game uh, loss streak. Uh, I think uh, uh, Oklahoma has about 50% of a field, a 50 field goal per percentage, and uh, they're, they allow 79 points per game while they score 94. Obviously, they're going to be dominant. I'm going to go with the Sooners. I'm going to go with the Sooners as well in it. In an upset as well. I think that USC has fallen too much. They haven't shown improvement. I think Oklahoma wins it. Number 22, Nevada, 8-1, and one, takes on undefeated number 20, TCU. Who wins, Will? Ooh, this might be a little bit of a tough one. Um, last uh, game Nevada was in, uh, they lost uh, in overtime to Texas uh, Tech. Uh, last time TCU played, they uh, beat SMU in 94-83. So uh, it seems like the TCU is uh, the favorite and Nevada is trying to recover. However, I think, uh, and as a matter of fact, uh, TCU has been on a tear when they won nine straight uh, games. Uh, and uh, they have 37 rebounds per game, uh, it turns out, combined with the whole team. Yeah. Uh, so I think this will be a very close game, uh, but I say that the Horned Frogs will pull out the win. I think that the Horned Frogs win this one in a very tight game. Florida has lost two in a row, trying to bounce back and take on a Cincinnati team who lost to Gonzaga. Now they're trying to bounce back. Who wins this one, Will? Oh, uh, oh, it's a new one. Okay. Um, yeah. Florida and Cincinnati. Florida. Oh, Florida and Cincinnati. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with Cincinnati in this one uh, in an upset. Uh, they've been uh, an improving program as of late, and I think they're only gonna get better. They could potentially be a threat in the NCAA tournament uh, should they uh, get in, and I think they can make a deep run. I'll go with the Bearcats. I'm going to go with Florida here. I think this is the time to bounce back. After seeing Cincinnati struggle, I think Florida has the better team. I'm going to take Florida in this one. For college basketball women's, after barely beating Notre Dame, the question cup remains, can UConn women win it all this year? Can they win another title? Hmm. All right, UConn native. (laughs) Oh, yeah. One thing that we're big in in Connecticut is the UConn basketball, especially women's. Um, uh, But... uh, UConn, 7-0. and They're actually going to be playing uh, DePaul tonight at 7 p.m. Uh, but I think it's going to be around the time when they uh, play teams like uh, Texas and Notre Dame, who UConn barely beat uh, when they uh, met this season. Uh, but I think uh, with the help of uh, Gino Ariema and some of the players they have acquired, I think they could uh, win it all again. Uh, they just need to uh, keep their guard up and be prepared for any curveballs that might be thrown at them because... Last year, they got upset by Mississippi State, and that just shocked the world. Oh, yeah. That was a crazy game. With that being said, 
in the NBA, I think that the UConn women, they have a lot of potential. I don't, now they aren't the same like they used to be. You gotta remember, the players that they've had in the past years have come and go and now are in the league. So they don't have exactly the same players that they had for the last eight years. No. And their dominant trait. With that being said, though, I think they're a young team, but I think they're forced to be reckoned with. And I, I think they can do it all, make it all the way. The question is to see how will they perform this year. Will they let the pressure get to them on the fact that they're the most winning women's college basketball team in history? We'll have to wait and see. In the NBA, Steve Kerr responds to the Warriors' technical foul palooza with, we are just under a lot of pressure right now. They've got The Warriors have been hit with a lot of technical fouls, especially against the Pelicans with Kevin Durant and DeMarcus Cousins going at it. And, of course, both of them got reject, ejected from the game. Then another guy that got ejected was Hill when he went and literally got in the ref's face over a foul. So he got ejected. Or Sean Livingston got ejected. Okay. And Draymond Green got ejected like three minutes left to go in the game. So this has happened in the last three games. They've gotten a lot of texts. And people are questioning their character. And now, of course, Stephen Curry's hurt, so he's out. That's a big hurt. Loss for them. Let's talk about the Warriors, Will. Okay. What what is it the pressure, like Steve Kerr says? Is it the pressure of being thought of as the number one NBA mm. team? Or what is going on with the Warriors? They aren't losing games, but they're getting a lot themselves in big trouble here and getting a lot of injuries. I think uh, it's mainly because of the fact that uh the Warriors uh, are no longer the top team in the confer- in the Western Conference. That distinction now goes to the Rockets, uh, who have been very impressive as of uh, late. Oh yeah. Uh, but we'll go to the Rockets uh, down the, the road another time. Yeah. Uh, but uh, for the Warriors, I actually don't know because everybody's been asking when is the when is when will the time come when the Warriors actually start to fall apart? I think uh, we got uh, exactly what we asked for so a lot a lot sooner r- rather than later. But what the thing that questions me though is the character. How does Steve Kerr lead his team? I mean, I don't care if you have Kevin Durant and Draymond Green as superstars. To me, Draymond Green's not even a superstar to me. He's overrated. But with KD though, I used to really look up to this man, and now his he's got a, he's had a lot of attitude issues. And how do you address that to a team like, especially well, to well Steph Curry? Uh, I know he's supposed to be like a role model to all the kids uh, and everything, but. I actually think this is kind of a bad way to show kids, uh, hey, it's okay uh, to get angry and to have a little bit of attitude. No, that's not the right thing to do. And this guy says uh, that it, uh, okay, maybe not go there. Um, But Stephen Curry says that he's a humble man. Uh, Well, you need to prove it, uh, though. And same with Kevin Durant. The man has literally changed his whole attitude and perspective from when he first entered the NBA and honestly, Steve Kerr needs to, needs to address his team better. If you really want to be a great coach, address your team better. Control your players. Because another way, these guys are 30-year-olds fighting on the court. Seriously, that's what you see in high school and even in college. They just want to prove that they're the best. I know, but still, what fighting? Literally, when your team has three technical fouls, loses three players on ejections, especially when one of your players literally gets in the ref's face as if he's ready to fight them, that's a problem there. Mm-hmm. There's a talking about a G League team, though, in Mexico that could become a possibility. Hmm. So NBA moving into Mexico, not NBA specifically, but the D League and G League. How do you think this will – what is this looking like for Mexico? Bringing the, bas- the sport of basketball into Mexico. 
Well, obviously, it seems like uh, the the NBA is starting to get a little bit of a fan base in New Mexico, and I actually think this is a really like good it. idea, considering that uh, the NBA is uh, as the players from all over uh, the world. I, and it's a great expansion for the NBA, especially since Mexico is literally connected to the U.S. I think if you expand through there, you've got a lot of not only do you have a popular fan base, but people in Mexico get to experience NBA games firsthand instead of. Watching them on TV, you have the chance to go to games. And I think one day there will be an NBA team, an actual NBA team down there. They're talking about sending an NFL team down to Mexico. So that will be interesting. Over the years, I think we'll see that. And lastly, Jalil Okafor, traded to the next from the Sixers. How Can he resurrect his career, Will? Well, I've been looking at uh, the Lakers versus Sixers game. Uh, Sixers have been doing very impressive, especially when they were hanging on with the Lakers. Uh, uh, they go into overtime, too, might I add. Yeah. Um, but I think this is a big boost for the Nets because they've lost a lot of star power over the years. I mean, there was a time where they had Darren Williams, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, Brooke Lopez. And I'm thinking, holy cow, this is a playoff contest. This is a playoff team right here. But now the only star power they have is Jeremy Lin, but with Jaleel Okafor. This will uh, definitely give them a boost. And now you've got two strong people, two strong um, centers in to play for. You've got Jaleel and Mozgov. With Jeremy Lin out, you, they've got D'Angelo Russell leading that team. I think the Nets are trying to build their team up. And I'm really excited to see it. I think this is the chance for Jaleel to show himself. He didn't really get recognition at the Sixers like I think he should have. And this is a good chance for him to show his power and show the talent that he has. This is really a boost for him, in my opinion. NBA picks tonight. The Celtics, 22-4, take on the 17-8 Spurs. Celtics on a roll this season. Who wins this one, Will? Oh, geez. Who would have expected uh, the Celtics uh, to do this well? I mean, no, really. Who expected them to do this well? I thought they would do okay. I didn't think they would have this kind of record. They're literally no. the most winning team right now in the NBA. And uh, I actually uh, like uh, the Spurs. They're like one of my uh, favorite teams, but, you know, I have to be unbiased here. Uh, I may have to go with the Celtics here. They've been very impressive as of late. They're going up against the legendary coach and Greg Popovich. Definitely a Hall of Famer down the road. Yeah. Um, but I say the Celtics will outscore and outplay the San Antonio tonight. I do too. I think the Celtics win it tonight. I think it's going to be a close game, a nail-biter. But I think the Celtics win and go to 23 wins. It's going to be a good game. Don't doubt that, though. In the NFL, the Falcons last night took down the Saints 20-17. to In fact, the Saints lost six players in the game to injury. With that being said, the Saints, Panthers, and Falcons are running up for the NFC South title. It's a very close race here. Of course, the Bucks obviously out of it. But with that being said, well, what what do you think about the Falcons who started off not that well, just beat the Saints, and they will get to play Carolina next week to try to get second place. With that being said, what do you think about this team, Will? How are the Falcons improving? Uh, well, they are... Obviously, you need to uh, learn on uh, which uh, on uh, who works the best to where. Yeah. Um, uh, Matt Ryan and Julio Jones, a dominant uh, duo as is, and we can't get Devontae Freeman in his powerful rushing uh, game. Of course not. Uh, so I say that with the Saints losing six players in the game to injury, that just uh, opened up a whole list of possibilities for uh, the Falcons uh, to take uh, control and. Uh, uh, with the, the Saints may or may not be out of the question for the NFC title victory, it could just come down to between Atlanta and the Carolina. Oh, it could be interesting. You know, the Saints, who started out on an eight-game winning streak, and now they've lost two of their last three games. And it's been 
It's um, they're going downhill, but don't be worried about it yet. The Saints are still a great team. And another thing, though, I mean, Drew Brees has joined the debate against Thursday night games. He said it's a hundred percent a product of playing on Thursday night. Do you understand what guys' bodies go through in a game? And then they have to turn around four days later and to play. Look at an injury study. They're off the charts. They're off the charts. So is this smart as it as it pertains to guys' health and safety? No, absolutely not. And we know the Bills complained about this after mm-hmm. playing against they're playing against the Dolphins. Then the next week they took then on Thursday, four days later, they took on the Jets and they were out of it. So, Will, let's talk about this Thursday night debate. Now that Drew Brees has joined it, a lot of players are joining it. Do you get rid of Thursday night games? And is it really worth putting the players' health and safety at risk for a product game? Well, it's obviously this is obviously meant to be for ratings and for uh, money. So, yes, the Thursday night games uh, should go um, because uh, if you have a game uh, uh, like almost immediately after that, uh, then that's just uh, terrible for your players' uh, health and safety because you want uh, them uh, to uh, do well and uh, for them to perform the best of their abilities and uh, to bring... uh, The important thing is uh, for your uh, players and uh, what's best uh, for them, uh, not just uh, what's best for you. you got to think, the Saints played two winning over 500 winning percentage teams. The Panthers, which they beat, and then the Falcons. Not to mention, I never thought of Thursday night games the way I think of them now. I never thought about how it must be for teams to play four days later until now that I look at the aspect of it. I kind of agree Really, it is just a product placement for money, obviously, for and ratings. And is it really worth it, though? But we're talking about Roger Goodell here. This is the man that literally didn't want to admit that concussions that players were receiving affected them in the future. We're talking about a man that wanted to disprove that players are harmed when it comes to injuries with, like, concussions in the near future. And we're talking about... A, I'm, all I can say is, look, Roger Goodell, he could probably care the least about this. This is money. We're talking about a man that wanted a private jet with his deal. Oh, yeah. With that being said, I with Drew Brees on this one. Now, whether or not it'll happen, we'll wait and see. I mean, this is for it's for the money more than his fans and players. And with them losing six players, though, that, you'd think that would be a sign that, wait a minute, maybe this isn't a good idea to make the teams play four days later, mm-hmm. right after a Sunday. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about this, Will? What's anything to say on this little debate here? Um, yeah, I think Thursday night games are not necessary. Um, I think just uh, Sunday and Monday should just be the times when uh, teams can compete. I agree. I agree totally with that. I mean, now that I look at it, I understand where the players are coming from here. Marcus Peters suspended by the Chiefs for one game for inappropriate behavior against the Jets after he took the ref's flag and threw it into the stands. And then pushed the ref, then immediately was ejected. With that being said, this was totally unlike his character. Right decision made, though, to suspend him. Do you right. think, Will? Yes, uh, definitely. Um, uh, but what surprised me, actually, uh, was that uh, Marcus Peters actually came back onto the field uh, during like the last few minutes of uh, the game against the Jets. Uh, so my assumption is, is that he thought he was ejected when really he wasn't. Hmm. You know, I would have. That's that is an interesting view. Uh, yeah, I did see that actually. Well, now he's suspended, so he can't come onto the. He can't play at all. So he'll have to stay on the sideline. Yep. On the same day, the Cleveland Browns fired their executive vice president, Sashi Brown. 
The team reached an agreement with former Kansas City Chiefs general manager John Dorsey to take over the same position. Talking about this, Will, is this going to help the Browns get better? Is this the guy to help make the Browns back into an elite NFL team? That's going to be a bit of a long uh, shot. Uh, um, I say if he makes uh, the right moves and maybe uh, a, a couple of little smart draft picks, uh, then I think uh, the, the Browns could uh, possibly make it back into uh, uh, into uh, the top spot because we actually thought that the Browns might actually go 5-11 and 11 or something. Uh, when it just looks like they're they're going to get the first overall pick again here. And they actually get five picks in this first round in the five draft. Five picks? Yeah. Yeah, them and the Bills get like five. The Jets get four, and the Patriots get three. Hmm. So it's great. So all these AFC teams are getting extra picks. But the point is the Browns have five picks to go out and get elite players here. Not to mention the second round always saves the best for last. So you have a chance here. They got three picks in the second round. So that's that's a good way to start off, you know. I would think about I think about defense a lot. Work on your defense. You need other receivers. Josh Gordon actually performed great Sunday and mm-hmm. when in his first return. So find someone to go with him. See, give Deshaun Kaiser one more chance, and then maybe it's time to put Cody Kessler in or Kevin Hogan from Stanford. So we'll see. I mean, we're talking about the Browns here, but you remember. Back in the 90s, the Browns were an elite NFL team. We're talking about a team that lost to John Elway in the AFC Championship three years in a row. But they made the AFC Championship. Okay. With that being said, Week 14 picks. Raiders 6-6 six and six, take on the 6-6 six and six Chiefs. Started out 5-0. and oh, Now they're, they've lost the last five out of six games. What do you think? Who wins this one, Will? Oh, wow. Um, Kansas City has been struggling uh, tremendously. Yeah. Lost four games in a row. <clears throat> um, and they allow 262 passing yards uh, per game. Uh, while they uh, give 382, uh, 269 uh, passing yards uh, themselves. Uh, and uh, Marcus Peters out. Uh, and a couple other people are questionable. Um, Amari Cooper is questionable for the Raiders. Uh, that's going to hurt their offense. So I say that the Chiefs will win it, but just barely. I think the Chiefs win this one barely as well. I mean, this is the t- chance to bounce back. Alex Smith, they're talking about benching him, so he needs to perform well in this game if they if he wants to stay on the field. Vikings 10-2. and two, Take on the Panthers, who are 8-4. and four. Who wins this one, Will? Oh, this is going to be a, a really tough one. Um, well, first off, we, we know we need to think about uh, Cam Newton's uh, health here. Because we don't know how much longer he has. So the Panthers may need to start looking for another quarterback when the season is over. Uh, but uh, I think Carolina will give Minnesota a tough fight. Uh, uh, but Case Keenum been dominant as of late for Minnesota. And Minnesota proving it to be one of the most dominant teams in the NFC. I think the Vikings will win this one. I'm going to go with the Vikings here as well. Both Redskins that take all the Chargers, both teams are still playoff eligible. They're fighting for a playoff spot. Chargers are on a roll here. Will they beat the Redskins, Will? Well, uh, that's, uh, I think uh, so. Yeah, I'll go with uh, the Chargers. Um, Philip Rivers has over 3,200 uh, passing yards with 21 uh, touchdowns. Only seven interceptions, while Kirk Cousins uh, has about the same stats, but with eight interceptions. So I think they could definitely... Uh, help uh, out uh, the Chargers' defense uh, in the long run. Uh, I'll go with the Lightning Bolts. I'm going to go with the Chargers here as well. I think they're a better team. They're on a roll. I think they go to the playoffs this year, like I predicted. 
The Eagles 10-2 take on the 9-3 Rams. This is the game of the week. Who wins this battle, Will? Uh, Eagles have to bounce back ever since that big loss against uh, Seattle. Uh, but they're going up against a really high-octane uh, Los Angeles Rams uh, team. Uh, Jared Goff, 3,100 passing yards, 20 touchdowns with six interceptions. But if you look at Carson Wentz, he has over 29 passing touchdowns this uh, season. Uh, that is uh, impressive as of uh, late. And Blount of the Eagles has over 684 rushing yards with only two touchdowns. Uh, not much, but with Todd Gurley, 939 passing yards with eight touchdowns. Uh, the stats uh, don't lie on who's dominant here. I'm going to go with the Rams. I'm going with the Rams and upset as well. I think, the e I think this will be the second straight loss for the Eagles. Both good offensive teams. Seattle eight and four take on the Jaguars at eight and four. Who wins this one, Will? This one a, is a really tough because both teams seem to be on and off. One time uh, they do really well, and other times uh, they do not so well. Yeah. Uh, but this is a matter of who wants to get into the playoffs more, and I think that the Seahawks uh, want to get into the playoffs uh, more. Uh, Jaguars have just uh, proven that you know they're not uh, one of, one of the worst teams in the NFL. Uh, to get eight wins this uh, season is not an easy feat, especially with uh, the uh, uh, schedule that they have. Because the Jaguars, uh, uh, well, uh, Jaguars uh, beat some fairly uh, weak teams uh, in the last uh, five games. Uh, but uh, no football game is ever easy. So I'll go with the Seahawks. I'm going to go with Seattle as well here. It's a rival. It's a big rivalry between these two, and it gets dirty when they play. It's Ravens seven and five take on the Steelers at ten and two. Who wins this one, Will? Hmm, this is a little too tough. Uh, I think I shall go with hmm, the Steelers. Uh, Ravens have won four of their last uh, five games, but Steelers have won five in a row. Uh, uh, and they've been able to uh, beat the an Aaron Rodgerless uh, Packers and a uh, pretty decent Tennessee Titans and uh, Detroit Lions teams. Um, uh, they allow 219 uh, passing yards, uh, and uh, they give them they give 273 uh, passing yards themselves. I think this will be a, actually a much closer game than people will think, but I think the Steelers will pull out the win. We'll go with the Steelers here as well, despite their poor performance against the Bengals. I think it's going to be a close one here, and I think the Steelers win it by three. College football, four playoff teams. Number one, Clemson, will take on number four, Alabama, in a rematch. While number two, Oklahoma, takes on number three, Georgia. Well, the one question surrounding all this, does Alabama deserve to be in the playoffs? We talked about between them and Ohio State. The one decision that was made over there was that Ohio State lost by 31 to Iowa. Yeah. That said, that was the decision. So what do you think, Will? I mean... We talked about how Alabama had a weak schedule, but what do you think? Let's let's hear your. Opinion. I honestly don't uh, think Alabama deserves uh, to be in because they had next to no competition whatsoever. Uh, or what the season? The only competition they had was against Mississippi State or no Texas A and M. Mississippi um, State, yeah. Mississippi State. Um, Auburn, which they lost and, to. And Auburn, which they lost to. Uh, but other than that, they had nothing uh, this uh, season. So I actually don't know why Alabama is uh, being uh, pushed uh, again. Well, I mean, we can only – it's hard to say. I mean, the commissioner for the playoff committee said for the exact reason, Ohio State's loss to Iowa put Alabama into the playoff. I mean, despite the fact that they won the Big Ten championship. If Wisconsin – he said if Wisconsin had beaten Ohio State, it would have been Wisconsin at number four. With that being said, 
Talking about the finalists for the Heisman, Baker Mayfield. There are three finalists. First, Baker Mayfield, QB out of Oklahoma, 4,340 passing yards, 41 touchdown passes with only five interceptions, 310 rushing yards for five touchdowns. Next is a running back from Stanford, Bryce Love, who played hurt most of the season, yet he still managed to get 1,973 rushing yards and 17 rushing touchdowns. And the final finalist who has been to New York last year, Lamar Jackson, QB out of Louisville, 3,489 passing yards, 25 touchdown passes, better than what he had passing-wise last year, 1,443 rushing yards for 17 touchdown rush, touchdowns in rushing-wise. All right, so while we look at this, the Heisman will be announced on Saturday night. Who do you think will win at the Heisman? Oh, this is, wow, this is just tough because... Bryce Love has been uh, struggling a little bit this uh, whole season. Uh, so is Lamar Jackson. So I think I'll go with uh, Baker Mayfield. Um, don't really agree with what he's been doing. Uh, but he, he's been proving on the field that he's a, a, a strong force to be reckoned with uh, for the Sooners. Um, and I think uh, he'll become... Uh, and he won a bunch of awards. Uh, I think it was yesterday, uh, too. Yeah. Uh, and I think he'll just add the Heisman Trophy to that collection. I think it'll be a close race. I think Bryce Love would deserve it because he played hurt and managed to get over 1,000 yards, 17 rushing touchdowns. I think it'll go to Baker Mayfield simply because of what he what he's performed this year. I mean, we got to look at it this way. Stanford lost three games to three of all three of them to unranked teams. Louisville was 8-4. and four. That's what's going to hurt Lamar Jackson. And while Oklahoma may have lost to an unranked Iowa State team at the time, Baker Mayfield still had 41 touchdown passes. So that's what I think will give him the Heisman. Who wins the game versus Army versus Navy? Army 8-3, take on Navy 6-5. The battle of the midships. Who wins this one, Will? This is a classic uh, game. Who doesn't love the Army-Navy game? Uh, this, uh, last year, uh, Army won. They shocked uh, the nation because... Uh, they would uh, normally lose uh, to Navy. Uh, yeah. And with the way they've been uh, playing, I think they could actually do it again. And I think they will do it again. I think Nar Army wins this. I think Army wins this as well. I mean, they've got a better team than Navy. Navy has ran the ball more than they pass and has not always worked for them, which is what explains the five losses. So I think that's what's going to hurt them in the end. Bowl picks. We won't. This is, this is our last podcast of the semester. Going over the bowl picks. So first we've got Grambling State, who's 11-1 out of the FCS, taking on undefeated 11-0 A&T. Who wins this battle, Will? I'll go with A&T. I'm going to go with A&T as well, especially you saw their offense against Gardner-Webb. It's oh, yeah. amazing. It's no Troy versus North Texas. Now, Troy, they were 25 in the nation in rushing-wise. While we have, we, North Texas surprised a lot of teams here, they still struggled. And against top teams, and we're t they're taking on the top team here. So I've got Troy in this one. I'll go with Troy as well. Ooh, oh, I lost it. Oh, no. <laughs> hmm. I'm sorry. Oh, here we go. All right, so next we have Western Kentucky versus Georgia State. Both even teams here. Who do you think win this, wins this one, Will? I say Western Kentucky. I'm going to take Western Kentucky here as well. In the Las Vegas Bowl, number 25, Boise State takes on Oregon. Uh, I shall go with Boise State in this one, but it will be a close one. I think so, too. Marshall takes on Colorado in the Gilden New Mexico Bowl. 
I said I have three words. We are Marshall. I pick the Thundering Herd. They take the Marshall as well. Mid Tennessee State takes on Arkansas State for the Raycom Media Camille Bowl. I will go with Arkansas State. Uh, they've been uh, very impressive this whole season. I'm going to go with Mid Tennessee State and upset. You always see upsets here around with these types of bowl games, so I think this is no exception. Akron versus Florida Atlantic. Who wins this one, Will? I'm going to go with Florida Atlantic. Uh, Lane Kiven has been doing well with this program, and I think this will be a good addition to his resume. I think this will be a great – I think Florida Atlantic wins it here too, simply because I just don't know a lot about Akron, even though they looked really well. SMU versus Le LA versus Louisiana Tech in the Frisco Bowl. Who wins this one, Will? Uh, who is it again? Um, Louisiana Tech versus SMU. Oh, I will go with SMU. I will go with um, SMU as well. Duke versus Northern Illinois in the Quick Lane Bowl. This was a tough uh, game to choose from, but Duke has been impressive this whole season. I'll go with the Blue Devils. I'm going to go with the Blue Devils in the upset as well. Texas versus Missouri in the Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl. Uh, Texas uh, improved. Uh, i got to give them a credit. Uh, I think they, they could actually win this one. I'll go with the Longhorns. I'm going to go with the Longhorns here well, especially because of their defense. Number 24, NC State, takes on Arizona State in the Sun Bowl. Yep, in the, sun, in the Hyundai Sun Bowl. Who wins this one, Will? What are the teams again? It's NC State and Arizona State. Uh, I'll go with a NC State. I'm going with NC State simply because their defense is well, and plus their offense is pretty impressive too. Florida International versus Temple in the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. Oh, gee, that's a mouthful. I know. Uh, I'll go with Florida International. <laughs> I'm going to go with Florida International here as well. UAB versus Ohio in the Bahamas Bowl. I shall go with Ohio in this one. I'm going to go with UAB in an upset here. Central Michigan versus Wyoming. Josh Allen, his last game to prove if he's NFL worthy. Uh, you know, well, Wyoming has been pretty tough, but my mom graduated from Central Michigan. I can't go. I can't <laughs> go against them. I got, I'm going to go with the Chippewas in an upset. I'm going to go with Wyoming. Texas Tech versus South Florida in the Birmingham Bowl. Birmingham Bowl. Sorry, what? Anyway. South I'm Florida go, for me. I'm going to go with uh, Central Florida, you said? South Florida. Flor South Florida. I'll go with them. San Diego State versus Army in the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. I will go with Army in this one. I'm going to go with Army as well. They look really impressive. They're gonna, I think they'll upset them. Appalachian State versus Toledo in the Dollar General Bowl. Each ticket, a dollar. Like <laughs> oh, if only yeah, yeah, that was true. <laughs> uh, I shall uh, go with Army maybe because of how impressive uh, they've been. Uh, I think I will go with to wait. We said Toledo versus um Appalachian State. Oh, Toledo versus Appalachian State. Uh, yeah. Never mind. I'm gonna go with Toledo then. I'm gonna go with Toledo as well. As much as I love App State, Toledo's been the most impressive this year. Fresno State versus Houston in the Hawaii Bowl. No, no. Winner gets to say in Hawaii, losers. I don't know what <laughs> happens to them. Uh, I shall go with Fresno State. I'm gonna go with Fresno as well. Utah versus West Virginia in Zaxby's Heart of Dallas Bowl. I shall go with uh, West Virginia. Me too, simply because of their offense, and Utah has struggled in the last five games they played. Kansas State takes on UCLA in the Cactus Bowl. Josh Rosen's last ga college game. Last college game before he makes the big plunge, and I think he'll go out on a high note. I'm going to go with UCLA. Me too. Southern Mississippi takes on Florida State in the Walk-On's Independence Bowl. Florida State literally walked on into the bowl game. We actually don't know how that's possible, uh, but <laughs> I think they're going to have a tough time. I'm going to go with Southern Mississippi. Me too. I'm simply because, you know, Jimbo's gone, and 
in Florida State's mind, they're too focused on that. They'll be unfocused. I think Southern Miss wins it too. Two good defensive teams here. Iowa takes on Boston College in the New Era Pinstripe Bowl. This one will be a tough one, but I say Iowa wins by a field goal. I think Iowa wins it as well by a field goal. Arizona versus Purdue in the Foster Farms Bowl. I shall go with Arizona in this one. I'm going to go with Arizona simply because they're QB Khalil Tate. Virginia versus Navy in the Military Bowl. Mm, I'm going to go with the Navy in this one. I'm going to go with Virginia in an upset here. Virginia Tech versus Oklahoma State in the Camping World Bowl. Uh, Mason Rudolph, uh, his last game, he's going to end up on a high note. They've been very dominant. I'm going to go with the Cowboys. I'm going to go with the Cowboys here, too, simply because I don't think Tech has the defense to face off against this offense. Don't forget about James Washington, their wide receiver for Oklahoma State, either. Him and um, Rudolph are a great duo. Washington State versus Michigan State in the San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl. I'm going to go with Washington State in an upset, uh, mainly because of uh, how... Uh, quietly they've been winning games. I'm going to go with um, Washington State as well. Luke Falk, he's a great QB, one of the best to play in college football. Stanford versus TCU in the Valero Alamo Bowl. I'm going to go with the Horned Frogs uh, doing the little thing here. I'm going to go with Stanford in an upset. Wake Forest versus Texas A&M in the Belk Bowl. Uh, I shall go with Wake Forest in this one, but not by much. Yeah, same here. Kentucky versus Northwestern in the Franklin American Mortgage Music City Bowl. I didn't think about this one as well, but I say in the end, Kentucky will win it. I think so too. Actually, no, I'm going to go with Northwestern simply because I like Justin Jackson and how great of a runner he is. And okay. Plus, this is Clayton Thorson, their QB's last game. I think he's going to perform well. New Mexico State versus Utah State in the Nova Home Loans Arizona Bowl. I'll just, I'll just flip a coin. No, I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> going to go with Utah State. Tails, okay, Utah State. <laughs> USC versus Ohio State. Ooh, in the Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic. This, this might actually be one of the best uh, college bowl games uh, this year. Um, I say Ohio State wins this one by a touchdown, uh, a game-winning touchdown. Ohio State as well, simply because Sam Darnold has turned the ball over a lot. I think he does it here. Louisville versus Mississippi State in the Tax Slayer Bowl. I'm going to go with uh, Louisville in this one. I'm going to go with Mississippi State in an upset. Memphis versus Iowa State in the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Get in the zone, AutoZone. I'm going to go with Memphis in this one. <laughs> I'm going to go with Memphis as well. Well, despite the fact Iowa State beat three ranked teams this year, I don't see them beating Memphis. Did you see that game against Central Florida? Yes. That was. I don't think Iowa State can compete with Memphis like that. Washington versus Penn State in the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. Ooh, this was a very tough one, but I say that uh, Washington wins in an upset. I think Penn State, I like Penn State in this game. I like Washington, but I'm going to go with Penn State. Wisconsin versus Miami in the Capital One Orange Bowl. Miami is just falling apart, and I think this is Wisconsin is just hungry for a win. I'm going to go with the Badgers. Now this has been Michigan's nightmare since the days of Javon Clowney. The Outback Bowl, they play South Carolina again. Well, this time uh, South Carolina is a, is a, is a Javon Clowney-less. <laughs> uh, I will go with Michigan, but by a field goal. Hey, if I go to Outback Bowl, can I get free Outback? <laughs> I, I wish. I want a free Bloomin' Onion. <laughs> Me too. Ooh, South Carolina over Michigan. Auburn versus Central Florida. This will be Central Florida's toughest game yet in the Chick-fil-A might, Peach Bowl. This might be their toughest game of all time. Uh, and I think this will be a very close game, but I say Auburn wins this one. I'm going to go with Auburn as well. Notre Dame versus LSU in the Citrus Bowl. Uh, well, I can't, I'll say it once and I'll say it again. 
Notre Dame made me eat my own words. I'll go with the Fighting Irish on this one. Despite the fact they lost two of their last three games, I think LSU can't compete with the team that Notre Dame has. Notre Dame. And we're in the playoffs now. First, number three, Georgia, led by Nick Chubb, takes on Baker Mayfield and the Oklahoma Sooners. Who wins this one, Will? This is Georgia's first college football playoff as well. This could go either way. This could either be a blowout or it could go right down to one final play. I think so, too. Um, but I say in the end, uh, Oklahoma will win it. The reason I'm going to pick Georgia in upset, Georgia's defense is something Oklahoma has not seen this year. And compared to what the running game is, Oklahoma's defense struggles against the run. Nick Chubb will have a field day, Georgia. And it's the rematch from last year. Last They're, two years. The last two years, you're right. Alabama, Clemson, face off against each other. The winner will play the winner of the Georgia and Oklahoma game. So who wins this rematch, Will? Does Alabama get revenge, or does Clemson well, take I, it? Well, I will say this. We're not going to see the same championship match again. Oh, nope. Um, but I say uh, that uh, Clemson will win this one, but just barely. I think so, too. I'm going to take Clemson simply because of their defense. And I think if Clemson wins this, they'll win the entire thing. With that being said, I'm TJ. And I'm Will. And this is Real, Real Talk, Talk Sports. Sports. See you next semester. Talk Sports.